from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome, 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 one and all. This is live from America. It is, let's see, Friday night, February 12th. Year of our Lord, I am your host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. I want to welcome each and every one of you to the show. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you know how we like to do it. We love to give our live shout-outs to the folks who are just joining in. So we're going to do that right now. I'd like to say hello to Karen Ortowski from North Texas and Pamela Crook. Crook or Crook? Um, either way, if it, if it is crook, we know you're not one from North Dakota, Terry snare from the great state of Colorado. Welcome tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, who else we got in here? We have Randy Tinch from Indiana. We're going to actually talk about Indiana tonight. Your state has made some, uh, made some news today. So we're going to talk about that. Susan Marie from Maryland. Who else we got in here? Jeremy Clayton from the great state of Michigan. We've got Barb, uh, looks like Nillens. From Wisconsin, and I uh, spent a lot of time in Wisconsin as a kid, so thank you for joining in. I appreciate it tonight. Who else do we got? Andrea from South Carolina. We have Kat Tia from the from the state of Pennsylvania, which there's a lot going on in right now as well. Tammy Eds from Florida, which is making major news lately. And I just want to say God bless Governor DeSantis. God bless the people of Florida. God bless everybody who's uh, tuning in from Florida. Who else do we got? Andy Wood. How you doing? I appreciate you joining in, buddy. And Sherry Pruitt from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you guys so very, very much. I appreciate it. Make sure that you grab um, that uh, copied link and send that over to Facebook and send that over to Telegram and send that to whatever other platform you're on, letting people know that we are live here uh, and live from America and we're ready to start the show. And make sure that if you... um, There's a lot of people that say they're not getting notified. So definitely subscribe to YouTube here on YouTube and click the notification bell so that you're notified. And if that fails, ladies and gentlemen, because we know that you don't get notified from these big tech social media companies, then just always remember that we are live from America at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and live again from America at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you go to jeremyherald.com, you will be prompted to join the live show on any page that you go to on that website. And you can just click that and it'll bring you right to the live show. Um, Terry from Arizona wants a shout out. So Terry Stone, you get a shout out uh, from Arizona as well. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Just remember, always can go to jeremyherald.com. And while you're there, scroll all the way to the bottom Sign up for the newsletter so you can get morning Bible verses and prayers, daily devotionals, and any kind of major news that comes out that it's hard for me to get to you in any other way, okay? And I know that Don Jr. is doing the same thing. He can sign up for Don Jr.'s newsletter so that if anybody tries any shenanigans about banning anybody, then we can get a hold of you through our newsletters, okay? Lynn from Alabama, how you doing? So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to start today by giving our honor, our love, and our attention to the Lord as we do every day here on Live from America, whether it's the 11 o'clock show or the 5 o'clock show. But in the evenings on at 5 p.m., we, um, we like to read from Jesus Calling. And then we go to the book, the good book, to find out where that uh, devotional is being referenced from. 
So, Jesus Calling, February 12th, 2021, says this, I am never, I am ever so near you, hovering over your shoulder, reading every thought. And, I, and I'm going to stop right there because normally we don't like somebody reading over our shoulder, right? Normally we don't like somebody hovering over us while we're trying to get something done. But in this case, having God lean over your shoulder and hover over your shoulder is a wonderful thing, right? All right, moving on. Let's keep reading. People think that People think that thoughts are fleeting and worthless, but yours are precious to me. I smile when you think lovingly of me. My spirit, who lives within you, helps you to think my thoughts. As your thinking goes, so goes your entire being. Let me be your positive focus. When you look to me, knowing me as God with you, you experience joy. This is according to my ancient design when I first crafted man. Modern man seeks his positive focus elsewhere in sports, sensations, acquiring new possessions. Um, advertising capitalizes on the longing of people for positive focus in their lives. I planted that longing in human souls, knowing that only I could fully satisfy it. Delight yourself in me. Let me become the desire of your heart. And it's referencing Matthew 1.23 and Psalm 37.4. So let's go to Psalm 37.4 and Matthew 1.23 and see what it says. Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And boy, is that true. And sometimes the desires that we think uh, that you know, think that that we want and that are good for us. Sometimes they're not what God wants for us, you know. So we got to continue to remember that. Uh, sometimes we just got to pray for what God wants for us and to show us what He wants for us. All right. And um, also, what was the other one? Matthew. Hold on, hold on, real quick here. I just got to make sure that I got them both down so we don't uh, we don't lose anything in translation. I don't want to get it wrong. The last thing I want to do is get God's word wrong. And it's uh, Matthew one twenty three. So Matthew one twenty three <clears throat> says this: A virgin shall be with child, and will bear a son, and they shall call him his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted God with us. So basically, everything I just read right there, ladies and gentlemen, is to show you how much God is with you all the time, every day, in everything that you do. Matthew one twenty three. Okay. So just always know that whatever you're doing, it doesn't need to be, uh, you don't need to rely on somebody else. You only need to rely on God, which is in your heart constantly, constantly. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Rick Richardson. Rick Richardson today became a monthly donor and uh, had a great conversation with him. And also pray, please pray for Gene Breeden. Gene Breeden sent me an email that I just could not overlook and I could not... Um, I even was speaking to a friend about it, but Jean Breeden lost her only son last year, and now her husband has stage five kidney disease. So I can't even imagine what it's like to lose a son. I can't imagine what it's like to lose anybody uh, in my family at all. But to uh, to lose your only son and then have a um, and then have a husband who who's got battling stage five kidney disease. Uh, uh, the only thing I, what I asked her was, I, you know, I, I just know that God is with you and I hope 
that uh, that you know that daily, and and we're we're going to pray for you, Gene. Um, you know where where two or more are gathered, God is there, and and He's with us. Uh, so just let I just want to let you know that I'll be praying for you. My family will be praying for you, and I know that everybody here will be praying for you as well. And I've also received some great cards from some of you as well. I won't go into reading them right now, um, but I'd like to say God bless Connie on here as well. Uh, God bless Connie. Uh, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get right into it today. I don't know. I, I've I've really not. I've I've tried so hard not to watch this impeachment. I really have. And like I said, I'll pop on and I'll get about five minutes of it and then I'll jump off as soon as I possibly can. And it was kind of the same thing when hearings were going on, right? When there was like congressional hearings where they were grilling people, when they had like Peter Strzok and, and, and James Comey in there, I would really only watch the Republican um, questioning and I would never even watch the Democrat um, uh, questioning. I always said that if I was ever subpoenaed in there, and you know how they have five minutes apiece and then you know, a Democrat goes for five minutes and then a Republican goes for five minutes and so on and so forth. I always said that what I would do is I'd bring a stopwatch with me and I would literally click that stopwatch as soon as the Democrats started asking me questions. I would spin my chair around and show my back to them and I would not answer a single question that the Democrats asked because every one of their questions are loaded and every one of their five minutes that they get has nothing to do with questions. All they want to do is take that five minutes and berate you. So I would literally start the clock, spin my chair around, show them my back and when the five minutes were up, I'd say, your five minutes are up and I'd spin back around. And that's pretty much what I do when I check out the impeachment. I jump in for about five minutes. I hear what happened, what they're saying on the right, and then I and then I and then I get out of there as quick as I possibly can because I can't even stand the lying. I can't stand the charades. I can't stand the political theater. I can't stand the 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 whining and crying over absolutely nothing. And I got to tell you, Patrick Leahy, who is presiding over the impeachment, I think that dude is literally sleep talking. I think he's sleep talking. He is the most uninteresting, the most somber, monotone, boring person I've ever listened to in my entire life. I can't even stand listening to him alone. They'll say, Mr., you know, because he's, he's presiding over it, so they call him Mr. President. Mr. President, we'd like to um, send some questions to the, to the front, please. And he goes, um, okay, um, Senator from Utah would like to send questions to the desk. I uh, will take the questions at the desk. Uh, and I'm like, whoa, uh, you got to continue to keep waking me up. Like, what the heck is happening here? I mean, at least put somebody there who's got some kind of cognitive ability. At least put somebody there who understands anything about how to communicate with with people. I don't know what's going on there. I mean, you got a judge who's also jury. You got a jury who's a judge. You got a judge who gets a vote. And meanwhile, he just I don't know what's I'm like, oh, I can't even take this anymore. I just wanted to point the fact out that I think Patrick Leahy is sleeping, but instead of sleeping, walking he might be sleep talking you know what i mean can you imagine coming on me coming on and doing a show like that hi everybody my name is jerry harrell thanks for joining oh thanks for joining into the show i mean i don't know if that's something i hope that's not something that's actually uh you know medically wrong with him because i'd hate to be making fun of him if there's something medically wrong with him but boy let me tell you man Anyway, um, Trump's defense, I think, did a great job today. I think they really did a great job today, and it's about time they do a great job. That needed to happen. They needed to show that 13-minute video of the Democrats literally calling for violence 
every single day of Trump's presidency. Now, of course, the Democrats came back and they were like, this has nothing to do with why we're here. Showing those clips is just theater. Uh, what? You've been literally manipulating and photoshopping things and, and paid millions of dollars for a taxpayer Hollywood funded, or I mean, a taxpayer funded Hollywood video that was doing the exact same thing you're, well, that, but that's what they do, right? That's what the left does. They, they do things and then they accuse the right of doing them so that you don't look at them. It's almost, it's, it's like, it's like kids. It's like a bunch of kids where one kid will do something wrong and do something wrong and do something wrong, but then snitch and say it was the other kid and get him in trouble. That's exactly what they do. That's all they do. So I thought President Trump's um, team did a great job today showing the um, the video montage, uh, 13 minutes straight of, of, of Democrats calling for violence against Republicans, calling for violence against Trump supporters. I thought that was a great job. And the stars of that video, the stars of that montage that they showed were none other than Maxine Waters, Cory Booker, Chuckle Schumer, Stretch Face Armstrong herself, BLM, CNN, Resident Biden, Johnny Depp, Ellen DeGeneres, Pocahontas, Brother Fredo, Madonna, Cynthia Johnson from Michigan, Kamala Harris, every one of them. Every single one of them. And then I love the fact that the, that the Trump's lawyers actually called them out on their photoshopped tweets that they showed on their manipulated images that they put in their video and constant and consistently up on their screen throughout the last three days. I thought it was wonderful the way that the Trump team did that. Now, would I ask for more energy from the Trump team? Of course I would. That's why I would have loved to have Matt Gates representing Donald Trump. I would have loved to have Rudy Giuliani. Now, I know there's a lot of people that, that, that wouldn't want Rudy up there, but man, you need somebody with some fire. You need somebody with some, some energy. You need somebody with some passion. And apparently Donald Trump's lawyers literally did the opposite on purpose. They wanted to simmer down the rhetoric. They wanted to literally be the complete opposite of what the Democrats were doing. They wanted The Democrats were, were, were taking your stress levels through the roof. They were getting you all worked up. They were showing all these images. They were showing all these videos. They were being very forceful in their... Um, you know, in their arguments, and they just had a lot of, you know, negative energy surrounding what they were trying to show the American people. And Trump's lawyers decided that they were going to be opposite of that. I didn't like that, to be honest with you. I know that they were trying to be the adults in the room, and I understand they were trying to, like, you know, bring down the boiling point. I get that 100%. But that's not what I want to see. That's not what I'm used to with President Trump. President Trump doesn't do that. So if I just had one gripe in the entire process, it would be that they just did not have um, enough fire. Cheryl Johnson says, please shout me out. Well, there you go, Cheryl Johnson. You got your shout out. I hope you, uh, I hope you heard that and uh, was glad to do that. But that is the only thing. That is the only problem that I have in this entire thing is that President Trump's attorneys didn't have the fire that I'm used to seeing when it comes from President Trump, okay? But other than that, he, he obviously knows what he's doing. He's paying these guys millions of dollars, I'm sure, to represent him, and he's purposefully staying quiet. Now that, ladies and gentlemen, that right there is what really, really scares the left. That is what scares them half to death, is the fact that President Trump is being eerily quiet. 
that he's not out um, on any kind of social media, not like any social media would let him on there anyway, but he's not in the news. He's literally golfing. I saw another clip of him today, golfing and having a good old time because he knows there's no possible... There's no possible road to conviction here. There's no way they're going to be able to stop this man from ever running for office again. And he's just sitting there like a, uh, like a, like with a laser pointer, and they're just a bunch of kitties. And he's just putting it all around the wall, and 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 they're just attacking it. And uh, you know, so maybe there is some, maybe there's just some strategy behind calming down. You know, taking the boiling point down and taking the uh, the the negative energy down and kind of turning it into a more mature, positive spin. But However, ladies and gentlemen, that's not the kind of guy I am, and I wanted to see some fireworks. So I was glad that they at least came out and, um, you know, and showed you the videos and showed you the rhetoric from the left. And of course, what did the left do? I don't know her name. I really don't know her name. And if you guys were watching it, you guys probably know her name. Um, but she came up there. And she said, the, the, immediately she started taking it to the race thing again. She's like, I noticed that in the defense team's uh, last, you know, five minutes that they had to speak, that they, or, or in the video that they showed, I'm sorry, in the video they showed, they were showing um, uh, black women, black strong women who were, who were uh, standing up to oppression. And, um, and that's what they were showing in that video. And she turned it right back to race again. And she goes, and as a black woman, I'm proud of people like Maxine Waters. That's who she was referring to. And Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Johnson from Detroit. She was referring to those people. And she said that they basically, in so many words, I'll, I'll paraphrase here, but she said they had a right to do that because they were black. They had a right to do that. They had a right to call for that kind of violence because they were sick and tired of being sick and tired of their kids not being able to go to school without being harassed. Give me a break. Give me a break. Here we go again. The same old tired narrative. Here we go again. It's okay for this group of people, but not okay for this group of people, all because of the color of skin. These people are so ignorant that they don't understand that there's only one race, and it's the human race. And yes, there are certain people who are oppressed uh, because of the color of their skin, but it had nothing to do with the video. It had nothing to do with the point that the, the, the defense team was trying to get across and oh my lanta are we seriously going to do this again but this is the tactic this is the agenda this is the left racist 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 bigot 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 meanwhile they're the ones that are doing all of the race baiting they're the ones that are dividing the country they're the ones that are causing racist issues in this in this country and i i always go back to morgan freeman okay morgan freeman himself i remember he was getting interviewed by um uh, Pierce Morgan. I think that's his name, right? He was getting interviewed by Pierce one time and he said, well, how are we supposed to stop this race? How are we supposed to stop this? And, and Morgan Freeman said, stop talking about it. Just stop talking about it. Just stop making it an issue when it's not an issue. And this was back when Barack was president. He's like, look at me. Look, oh no, he was talking to Don Lemon. I'm sorry. He was talking to Don Lemon. He's like, look at me. Look at you. We are, we are proof that what you're trying to say and what you're trying to spin isn't real. We're proof of it. We're sitting right here. The president is proof of it. But Don Lemon wasn't about to have that. He couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't accept the fact that, um, uh, that, that Morgan Freeman was saying that. Somebody just put in the comments, Trump won. I think it's, <laughs> I want to tell you something real quick. Uh, in this building that I'm in, there's other people in this building. And they all have internet as well. And when I got the internet hooked up in here so that, so that I could have internet, he said, what would you like to name your internet? And I said, oh, name it Trump won 2020. <laughs> and he, he goes, 
there's so many there's so many liberals in 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 the, in the rooms around you. He goes, you watch. They'll probably change the name of their internet uh, access to to Biden. Actually, one. <laughs> But I just had to do that. You know, I just had to do that. So I made it Trump 1 2020. I can't wait for everybody who comes in and tries to hook up to the internet somewhere and they see that. I just thought it was funny. All right, moving on to talk a little bit more about Resident Corn Pop here, uh, who's a bad dude, by the way. I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you know that. But Resident Biden, he's a bad dude. Okay? Just so you know. Just in case you didn't, you know, I don't want you to get it twisted. He's a bad dude, okay? So anyway, Resident Corn Pop, who's a bad dude, um, he broke his promise, ladies and gentlemen. He broke his promise. Well, he's broken many promises, and also more than 60,000 people have died of COVID-19 under his watch, so he does have blood on his hands, like we talked about earlier on the 11 o'clock show. But he broke his promise. He promised, quote, to fire people on the spot if they treat others with disrespect, if he became president. That was his promise. I promise to fire them on the spot if they if they treat others with any kind of disrespect. Well, President Biden actually went back on his promise, ladies and gentlemen, because um, he just placed his very hostile and misogynistic deputy press secretary on a one-week suspension without pay, but did not fire him. So some of you might be asking, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, the deputy press secretary, who's second in charge to Jen Psaki, with a silent P, just like the silent P in president, that's why we say resident Biden, um, um, TJ Ducklow, 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 DuckDuckGo, I don't know what, the, what his last name and how you pronounce it, but TJ Ducklow used very vulgar and misogynist language toward the reporter um, from Politico, her, and her name is Jennifer Palmieri. Um, and Jennifer Palmieri was actually going forward with a story about uh, Mr. T.J. Ducklow and a relationship that he was having with an Axios reporter. So in a series of phone calls that were recorded, T.J. Ducklow was um, recorded uh, saying some very mean things and some very vulgar things that I'm not going to say right here uh, because there's no place for that kind of, of, of language and that kind of rhetoric towards anybody who's just trying to do their job. But he became very, very angry and wanted it kept secret, this secret relationship that he was having with a reporter. Now, the reporter Jennifer Palmieri at Politico did not want to keep it secret. She wanted to move forward with it, uh, move forward with the story about his romantic relationship with an Axios reporter because you're really not supposed to be, you, you shouldn't be having a relationship with the reporters when you are the press secretary of the White House because there's just so much room for nepotism and 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 favors and and anything like that there's just so much room for error and so much room for for malpractice uh if that's what you want to call it um but there's just there's just too much room for for problems there you could be favoring one reporter over another so she was going to go forward with the story and he threatened her and told her in so many language in so many uh I'm paraphrasing here, but he said that he would destroy her career and he would ruin her reputation in a series of phone calls. He also said the F word and the B word and some other words that probably you don't want to hear about. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, instead of firing him on the spot, like President Biden promised he would do, he just suspended him for a week without pay. He doesn't get paid, but he's suspended for a week. That's the kind of you know, they just spent how many years talking about President Trump and, this, and the way he talked before he was president? 
Remember, grabbing women by the you-know-what and all that kind of stuff? And here we have an, a deputy press secretary who has a romantic, romantic relationship with an Axios reporter, okay, threatening another reporter not to cover it because he would destroy her career and ruin her reputation. That's, that's the kind of White House that we have, ladies and gentlemen. That's the kind, do as we say, not as we do, right? That's the kind of people that we have in the White House. So this poor reporter at Politico, not that I really care for Politico too much, but she's obviously trying to do her job and she's being stifled by a man who's saying he's going to destroy her career and ruin her reputation. So I call on resident corn pop to fire this guy and, and make do on his promise because that's what he should do. That's what should happen. That's what we would expect to happen. That's what they would demand happen if this was under President Donald J. Trump. Imagine if the second in charge to Kayleigh McEnany did what this guy just did. Imagine that. They would impeach Trump over that. They'd figure out some way to impeach Trump over that exact same thing. Hypocrite much? Hypocrite much? All right. It seems like there's a lady named Ann Brink in here um, who needs to definitely listen to this kind of uh, show. So, Ann, we welcome you, and we hope to educate you a little bit. But we ask you to be polite, and we ask uh, everybody – I'm going to ask everybody to be polite to her because maybe, just maybe, she'll walk away knowing a little bit more than she did when she joined the show. Okay? All right. Earlier I reported on – on governor and murderer Andrew Cuomo and his trouble that he's in now with his uh, top aide basically snitching on him and telling the world that they definitely did know about um, the the COVID in the nursing homes. They definitely did underreport on purpose because they were afraid to have a federal investigation. Well, because this top aide came out and said this and basically told the world and released this information, uh, now lawmakers and the New York State Senate is calling on the removal of Andrew Cuomo because of not only his mishandling, but also because of his lying, his intentional lying that he did to the public when it came to the death of grandmas and grandpas who were in those nursing homes, ladies and gentlemen, who were mothers and fathers, they were brothers and sisters, they were grandmas and grandpas to somebody, and they all died under his watch, basically uh, it was his fault and under his watch and he underreported it. And since this news has came out now that New York officials and lawmakers are calling for the removal of Andrew Cuomo, and I don't think it's going to need to be some kind of petition like it is in California with Governor Newsom where they recall him and have a special vote. No, 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 no. This needs to be an actual, they need to impeach him and remove him as quick as possible before he causes harm to anybody else. You know, here's another thing too. Um, you, uh, you got the, the, the Biden residency uh, and the Biden administration trying to halt any kind of travel to and from Florida because of their very, very light COVID restrictions that they have down in Florida. However, New York, ladies and gentlemen, has very, very rough COVID uh, restrictions, very strong COVID restrictions. And they have double the amount of um, COVID-related deaths and cases than Florida does. Why aren't we stopping travel from New York? Why are we letting people go to and from New York and we're not even batting an eyelash when their COVID problem is far worse than Florida's? 
because it's political, ladies and gentlemen. There's no other word for it. And if you're still in here, please answer that. I would love for somebody on the left who thinks that we're terrorists and everything else, I would love somebody to please explain to me how that is different. Why are we not halting travel to and from the, the most you know, busiest city in the United States of America? Why aren't we halting any travel in and out of New York, uh, New York when their problem is way worse than Florida's? And they have far more lockdowns than Florida has. But yet we want to halt travel to and from Florida? That doesn't make any sense, does it? Ah, it only makes sense if it's political theater, just like what's happening on the floor of the U.S. Senate right now. And you will never, ever, ever be able to have any normal thinking person, any rationally minded person ever think any different. No matter which way you try to spin it, no matter which garbage comes out of your mouth, none of it will ever, ever change the mind of a, of a normal, everyday, average American. We see through your lies, we see through your bull, and we're going to call you out on it. And I would love to interview somebody and ask them, what, what's the difference? What's the difference between the two states? Why do you want to stop travel to Florida and from Florida? Why? Why not New York? It's way worse. I'll tell you, these states and these cities that went through these, these harsh lockdowns and destroyed people's lives, took their 401ks, destroyed their businesses and everything else, they're the ones that had the worst, the, the most cases. And they're the ones that had the most tragedies. Go figure that. And that's not me just saying that. Just go look up the, statistics, the, the, uh, the statistics with the, with the CDC. Just go look them up there. Please explain me, explain to me that crack an, egg, crack an egg of knowledge all over me and let me know how that's, how that even works. You know what I mean? Um, I want to move to a video that somebody sent me on Telegram. Actually about, I don't know, a hundred people probably sent it to me on Telegram. And it was a video of a, uh, of a mother who was crying and she was talking about um, insulin that her son needs every month to live. And she said, and she, she holds the box up and she shows you, you know, what, what medicine it is that her son needs. And he actually needs it to live, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't like something that he just needs to make him feel better. He needs it to live, okay? And she was crying because under President Trump, her family could afford that insulin. They could. Under President Trump, that insulin was $60 a box, $60 a month. A box was one month uh, of, of medicine for that young man, for that young boy. And it was 60 bucks a month. And they could, they could afford that. Financially, they could afford that. Now, under President, well, excuse me. <laughs> I don't, I don't want, I better fact check myself. Under Resident Biden, that uh, payment went up from $60 a month to $320 a month. $320 a month. That's almost four times the amount of money that their family was shelling out for that same medicine just a couple months ago. Doesn't that, isn't that sad? Doesn't that make you sick when you think about that? It's so terrible, ladies and gentlemen. It's so terrible that people have to deal with that kind of stuff. But that's what you get with it when you when you get a when you get a, a president uh, like this. That's what you get. I'm sorry, you're right. Six times. I'm sorry, it's six times. I was thinking two twenty. It's yeah, it's six times as much. How is that little boy supposed to live? How's that little boy supposed to live? How are the parents supposed to afford it 
when they when they could barely afford it at sixty dollars a month, but they were they they could do it and it was manageable and they were getting by. It was five hundred. She had a coupon. Wow, really? Five hundred. That's right. Okay, so the coupon took it down to three twenty or whatever it was. So it was actually almost five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars? Are you kidding me? And 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 uh, her local pharmacy. She did. She wasn't trying to say anything mean to her local pharmacy, and and she didn't want to you know, put them on blast or anything like that. But what she said um, was that when she, they called her and they said, well, we set this aside because of how, spent, how expensive it was. And she says, well, you can't just set it aside. It's not something that we just, you know, want. It's something that we need. And the same thing with EpiPens. I have a son who, 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 um, who, who needs to have EpiPens as well. And it's the same thing there. And it's like, this, this is life under Democrats, ladies and gentlemen, higher taxes, um, less freedoms, uh, more money for, for, for pharmaceutical and drugs, more money for doctor visits, more money for healthcare. Um, they've j- higher gas prices. Everything under them is, is terrible, terrible. But people who are brainwashed on the left, they don't even care about that stuff. They don't, they don't care about others. They only care about themselves. They only care that president Trump isn't tweeting at 2 AM and making them upset because of what president Trump tweeted. Other than that, they don't have no. They have zero idea about policy. They don't even know what what the what GDP means. They don't know how the economy works, and they could care less. They don't care about that lady. They don't care about her son. They don't care about the people losing her, their jobs. They don't care about the people that have uh, lost their jobs because of the Keystone Pipeline. They don't care about any of that. People like Ann on here. They don't care about any of that kind of stuff. They have zero uh, sympathy or empathy towards their fellow human being. They only care that President Trump is not tweeting at 2 a.m. That's a fact. That is a fact. And it's scary and it's disgusting. And I can't even believe that we have fellow uh, citizens in this country who don't care uh, about the well-being of other people, only themselves. It really is sickening. Um, I said we were going to talk about Indiana, so let's talk about Indiana real quick. Indiana made the news because it looks like they are going to scrap the uh, the carry permits altogether for handguns, and uh, they are going to allow constitutional carry. And that's the way it should be, ladies and gentlemen. That is what shall not be infringed actually means. And of course, over the years, over the decades, over the, the, you know, the last hundred years, they've chipped away little pieces of the second amendment, chipped away here, chipped away there. Now they're saying if you uh, are just being investigated as a terrorist and labeled as a terrorist, because you wear a red hat with the word, make America great, with the words, make America great again on it. Well, then you can't uh, have a gun either. So I applaud Indiana for, for moving you know, towards this constitutional carry, because that's the way it should be in every state. And uh, Denise Young says, I love my state of Indiana. Well, I, I love your state too. And um, I'm, I'm very happy that you guys are moving towards that. And I think every state needs to do that. I think every state needs to do that. Because as it is right now, people can't even, you know, there's, there's so many different state laws that, that you can't even bring your gun with you to protect you when you go on vacation because you can't carry them in this state or you can't carry them in that state. So driving through that state with them is illegal. And it's just, a, it, you either have a Second Amendment or you don't. It's, it's, it's not a, uh, a 50-50 thing or a 20-75 thing. You either have them or you don't constitutional carry. I know in New Hampshire, you don't have to have a permit to carry um, open or concealed. And you don't even have to register your gun in New Hampshire. Don't even have to register it. You could walk up to me and say, hey, would you like to buy my gun? And I could say, sure, I'd like to buy your gun. And you can buy it and it's legal. It's a legal purchase. And that's the way it should be in every state. 
So shout out to Indiana. Um, moving on, former Trump campaign official Michael Glasner, who was actually um, in Trump's campaign for 2016 and for 2020, he says that uh, you're going to be hearing a lot more from President Trump in the aftermath of this trial. And Jason Miller, also who is close to Trump, is also saying the same thing. That right now you are here. You're you're seeing him be very quiet. He's letting his lawyers handle this. He doesn't want to. He doesn't. He doesn't want to get involved. He doesn't want to take any focus away from the arguments. He doesn't want to take any focus away from the fact that this is completely unconstitutional. He doesn't want to stoke any flames. But they said you're going to hear plenty from him in the aftermath of this phony fake impeachment. And I cannot wait for those first rallies. I cannot wait for him to come out swinging just like we're used to him doing. And uh, when he says the best is yet to come and we're going to be back in some way shape or form how you know whatever it's going to be um i believe it and the and the people closest to him are saying that now here's another thing that i want to tell you too um friends of mine with real america's voice news actually uh met with uh some closest advisors including mr miller today over lunch and i will do my best ladies and gentlemen to bring you any kind of information that i can bring you um from those those conversations because we know how close the the end of this impeachment is and uh, I think we're we're going to start hearing some stuff from President Trump really soon and uh, I'm very excited I'm very excited I'm ready to be inspired and energized again by that man and isn't it crazy how he's like 70 something years old and the energy that he has I don't know how he does it I try to work 12 14 hours to now and I'm 41 and I feel like I'm ready to pass out every five seconds this man 70 some odd years old 74 years old and he's out there crushing it killing it he's doing five six rallies a day just a few months ago and I'm just super excited about all that um I want to touch on Gina Carano real quick uh ladies and gentlemen Gina Carano who was a former UFC fighter former MMA um specialist uh who became a Hollywood superstar and was uh, employed by Disney most recently for The Mandalorian. Well, we all know that she was fired. But here is what I love about conservative patriots, ladies and gentlemen, Christian conservative patriots. You can ban us. You can silence us. You can censor us. You can fire us. But you will never stop us. And the more you do it, the more popular we become. The more widely spread our voice is. The more widely spread our live videos are. And this is what I love about Gina Carano. She is actually going to be doing a movie with The Daily Caller and Ben Shapiro. They are going to do a movie with her. And she is quoted saying this. They can't cancel all of us if we don't let them. That was her first quote that I thought was absolutely amazing. And she's 100% right. They cannot cancel all of us if we don't let them. That means continue to stand up and fight. Okay? And then she went on to say, The Daily Wire um, with Ben Shapiro is helping me with one of my dreams to develop and produce my very own film. She says, quote, I cried out and my prayer was answered. I am sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by uh, totalitarian, um, by a totalitarian mob. She says, I have only just begun using my voice, which is now freer than before. And I hope it inspires others to do the same. What a, what an amazing quote. What an amazing quote from a very strong, very centered, very God, uh, Christian based, um, and God fearing woman, Gina Carano. 
Um, to say to say stuff like I am sending out a direct message of hope to everyone living in fear of cancellation by a totalitarian mob, and I've only just begun to use my voice, which is now freer than before, and I hope it inspires others to do the same. To quote Steve Bannon, "Courage is contagious. Courage is contagious." And I think Gina Carano is going to become a bigger star now than she was just a week ago. And I want to applaud her courage. I want to applaud her determination. And I want to congratulate her on the new movie that she's going to be doing and that she gets to produce and star in herself and, um, and for a real cause. Not just a movie for entertainment, a movie for a real cause and to empower other people and other women to stand up to totalitarian mobs like we're seeing from the left right now. So good job, Gina Carano. I hope your Instagram blows up. I hope your social media blows up. And I hope God takes you to a height of which you've never seen before. And I know that he will because your focus is where it should be. And that is on the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Gina Carano, congrats to you and uh, to the moon. You're only going to go higher and higher now because of your courage to stand up and to inspire others to do the same. All right, we're going to end the show with talking about Utah real quick because earlier I was telling you about um, uh, other states that decided to put together a bill to ban transgender athletes at a high school level so that women and young women and young girls could compete on a level playing field and, and further their futures in any kind of sports that they desire. And at the very least, ladies and gentlemen, teach them about team sports. And now Utah, you can add the state of Utah to that list because they've also put a bill forward to ban transgender athletes in high school. And I'd like to thank Teresa Shelley, who watches the show twice a day for sending me that piece of information because it slipped through the cracks. I did not see that in my daily research. So I'd like to shout out for North Dakota. I'd like to shout out for Utah. I'd like to shout out for many other states who are actually drafting up bills to do the same exact thing. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, the states are more powerful than the federal government. So you go Utah and you go South Dakota or North Dakota and all the other states that are also drafting the same bills. Um, I'm praying for all of you and thank you for being close to God and, 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 and showing us a win uh, when things look so dismal and so dark. Remember that dark winter that Biden called for? Well, we're seeing it, ladies and gentlemen, but there are blasts of light coming through that dark winter and every one of them seem to be attached to God Almighty himself. Isn't that funny how it works? Isn't it funny how it works? So ladies and gentlemen, I uh, strongly urge you to go to jeremyherald.com. Sign up for the newsletter because I do not do live videos. I do not do the show on Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays and Sundays are for the Lord and for Jesus Christ and for the and for my family. And uh, so that is where I spend my time on the weekends. I will, however, post uh, daily on Telegram. And um, I will send out morning devotionals like I have been doing on my newsletter. If you have not seen the morning devotionals or the morning prayer, or uh, the verses come through, they're going to your spam folder. Please check them out so that you do not let them fall through the cracks, okay? Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Thank you for a great week uh, of your support and your and, and viewing all the videos and watching every show. Make sure you share the video on other platforms so that we know, let people know where to go because so many people still can't find me after Facebook did what they did. And remember, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, 
Keep your shoulders back and your chest out. Keep that head up high like Gina Carano because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever, ever prosper. Make sure you visit JeremyHarrell.com. Please consider becoming a monthly donor or one-time donor to help the growth of the show. And uh, may God bless you. May God bless your family. May God bless the United States. May God bless President Trump. Have a wonderful and safe and happy weekend going into President's Day next week. We'll see you Monday at 11 a.m. for more Live from America with Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. See you later. First